As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 50 a.m. Take care. God bless. Hope to hear from you next week. Hope to hear from you next weekend. Take care. KCAA Loma Linda, 10.50 a.m., 106.5 FM, and now 102.3 FM. Your NBC Sports Radio update starts now. Just one Major League Baseball game in progress there in the bottom of the fourth inning. The Nationals with a 5-1 lead over the Cubs. And the Cubs do have two runners on second and third with two outs. Coming into today, Chicago was just a half game back of the Cardinals in the Central. And two games up on the Mets, two and a half up on the Phillies for the second wild card in the National League. The Nationals holding the first wild card currently. First pitch. About a couple of minutes away in L.A., the Dodgers and the Yankees. The second game of a three-game set from Chavez Ravine, New York, won last night 10-2 in what is a potential World Series preview. NFL preseason action. The Vikings with a 13-9 lead currently over the Cardinals. Kyler Murray in the first half, 14 of 21 passing, 137 yards. No touchdowns, no picks. He was not sacked. He did run the ball four times for nine yards and there are six more games coming up later on tonight but tonight is all about college football the season officially kicks off with two games number eight florida takes on miami in the camping world kickoff in orlando at 7 eastern and then hawaii hosts florida uh, arizona excuse me at 10 30 eastern time Big basketball news. Team USA fell to Australia 98-94 in a World Cup tune-up game. And that loss snaps a streak of 78 straight wins for the U.S. in a major international tournament or exhibition. Patty Mills scored 30 points for the Aussies, who rallied from 10 points down in the second half. And adding some injury to insult, Kyle Kuzma will not play for Team USA in the upcoming World Cup because he is dealing an ankle injury. Get all of your scores on the NBC Sports Scores app. I'm Scott Seidenberg with NBC Sports Radio.
It's time to shop in the cool, relaxed comfort of the Tri-City Shopping Center in Redlands, conveniently located on the I-10 freeway between the Alabama and Tennessee exits. Bring the kids too and watch them play in the only indoor fun center. High Five Indoor Playground, where parents are welcomed on the playground. Birthday celebrations are encouraged, so make plans for some great fun at the mall. More reasons why the Tri-City Center is called the Mall with a Heart. With 60 years of fascinating facts, this is The Man from Yesterday. And back in time, this time to 1964, get ready, Mustangs here. Although introduced in April at the New York World's Fair, Ford has been busy taking orders for its new car, the Mustang. Although Mustang is hip and sporty, first print ads almost describe it as elegant. In less than four months, the Ford Mustang has become the most talked about, most exciting, and fastest selling new car in over 20 years. Seems like just about everyone wants one. And from this time in 1983, a top movie, Mr. Mom, with Michael Keaton, Terry Garr, Martin Mull, and Jillian and Christopher Lloyd. Terry Garr's career is hot. She's coming from Tootsie, where she was nominated for an Academy Award. Michael Keaton. Where's Bobby? Keep the extra diapers. And Terry Garr in Mr. Mom, a mother of a comedy. And from this time, in 1974, fans are mourning the loss of Mama Cass Elliot, who passed away suddenly in her London apartment. Mama Cass Elliot was 33. But in your dreams, With more at manfromyesterday.com. Jazz and wine lovers in the Inland Empire, get ready. August 31st to September 1st, Labor Day weekend. It's the second annual Inland Empire Jazz and Wine Experience. Two days, vendors, wine, delicious food, comedy, a kid zone, business seminars, and your favorite jazz performers. Live on two stages at the beautiful Arrowhead Country Club in one of San Bernardino's most historic and exclusive neighborhoods. Over a dozen of your favorite smooth, urban, and standard jazz musicians. DW3, Makita, B.I.G., Michael Hagens, Sure Will, Vaughn Fahey, and a whole lot more. For ticket details, you can text JAZZ to 909-475-7787 or you can check in or Google IE Jazz Experience. That's the IE Jazz Experience Labor Day Weekend. Tired of paying outrageous prices for Viagra? Well, we have great news for you. Now you can finally get Viagra at huge discounts. Healthy Man allows you to save up to $500 on Viagra. Why pay U.S. pharmacy prices of $15 per pill or more when you can get Viagra for less than $3 a pill? Call today and get 40 Viagra pills for only $99. This can cost as much as $600 at your local pharmacy. You can't afford not to call us if you want Viagra at the lowest prices. Never pay $15 a pill pharmacy prices again. Get Viagra for less than $3 a pill. Call 800-357-1583 today to save up to $500 and get 40 pills for just $99. Healthy Man is fast, easy, and affordable. Operators are waiting at 800-357-1583 to take your call now. Call 800-357-1583. That's 800-357-1583. Again, 800-357-1583. KCAA. 
You've heard AM, you've heard FM. Now, tune in to DM Radio, the world's longest-running show about data. Each week, host Eric Cavanaugh interviews the brightest minds in the world of information management. Want to be on a show? Send an email to info at dmradio.biz. Now, here's your host, Eric Cavanaugh. All right, folks, welcome back once again to DM Radio. Yes, indeed. My name is Eric Cavanaugh. I will be your host for the longest-running show in the world on data. That's right, folks, since 2008, which is almost a 1,000 years ago. We've been broadcasting weekly, talking to the brightest minds in the world of information management, the world of big data. These days, obviously, is a big topic. And the exact subject of today's show is agility First, a key driver for digital transformation. So if you're wondering what digital transformation means, if you're driving down the highway or just listening at home, basically it's the umbrella term to describe moving from manual, heavily paper-based processes to digital, automated processes. And this can take all sorts of different forms. Obviously, it's a lot easier to find something you doing Control-F on your keyboard or Command-F you're on a Mac to get to a particular phrase or word as opposed to looking at a book and trying to thumb through the pages to find that exact string of text. Well, this is just one example of why digitized content is much easier to search and manage than manual content or printed content, printed materials. That's just one example. But across every industry you can imagine, digital transformation is taking place right now as processes are automated, as data is usually ported into the cloud these days. Obviously, there are huge cloud offerings. Look at what Salesforce has done. It's the tallest building in San Francisco now is the Salesforce building. Mark Benioff, of course, came out of Oracle. Oracle is still a powerhouse, but the big guys are all they're all kind of trying to change their trajectory, and they're trying to transform themselves, quite frankly. So today on the show, we're going to have several experts talk about what it means to transform your organization and why agility is so incredibly important. We'll hear from Scott Mentor of BP Logics, Charles Halif of SciSense, Greg Horton of Time Extender, and we may get through to Daniel Geeter of Qualitas. We had some technical difficulties there. But first of all, Scott Mentor, uh, BP Logics, you've been on the show several times, and I remember you, you said many years ago on one of these shows, I joked, well, you don't want to automate everything, and you said, oh, no, you want to automate everything that you possibly can. And that's really what digital transformation is about, right? Automating previously manual processes, right, Scott? Yeah, and as soon as possible. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, absolutely. And, and and thanks for thanks for that. And thanks for remembering something I said. Uh, you absolutely. may be the only one. Mm-mm. So, no, um, yeah. so I'm Scott Mentor. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So tell us. I'm Scott um, Mentor. I'm the. This- yeah, you've been in this space for a long time now, and you have to work with clients and kind of walk through their business, their existing business, how it operates today, and look for that low-hanging fruit. But gosh, today, there's so much low-hanging fruit, and I have to think that one of the real challenges for directors, for IT directors, for example, at some even mid-sized organizations is kind of knowing which way to turn and how to kind of deconstruct or decompose those business processes and then recompose them in this new cloud-enabled world, right? That's a big part of the challenge, it seems to me. What do you think? Yeah, no, absolutely. And I'm sorry for stepping on you a little bit over there before. My, right. my apologies. The, um, uh, uh, 
So, so that's exactly correct. And part of it is that way of looking at it. You know, it, 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 it's really interesting. You know, when you talk about agility and you talk about moving to the cloud, like, people still think, I, I've noticed CIOs and, and, you know, IT in general and, and a lot of consultants who are paid well for this sort of still view it as like the, the way we've always done kind of software suite installs, right? There's a big red letter, red flag day, and, you know, everybody moves the stuff over. And that's when you're going to have your new processes and your cloud, your data in the cloud and all this and all this. In reality, as we now know from the uh, rather, uh, you know, horrifying statistics on digital transformation efforts, um, <laughs> you know, it, 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 it takes more thought than that, and it takes more planning and, 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 and doing things correctly. But if, if, you do for, if, if you do, then that makes the actual, if, you're, if moving to the cloud, for example, is part of your transformation, which for many it is, um, it just makes that part much less of a much less of a big deal than uh, than it used to be. Yeah, and the problem I heard a great analogy the other day. Someone referred to trying to change a tire on a car that's moving, and that's pretty good in terms of demonstrating the complexity of changing, especially production systems within a business. Now on DM Radio, a lot we talk about analytics which is just the process of analyzing your data, that can be an offline process. It usually is an offline process. So it's not terribly disruptive in that sense when you take down an analytical solution and stand up right. a new one. But operational systems, I mean, that's what runs the business every day. And it's very, very difficult and very scary, quite frankly, to even tinker with those things, some of which are still running on mainframes, right? So I think... Part of right. the excitement of today's world yeah. is that we now do have some very powerful technologies, things like process mining, for example, where you can ascertain the de facto business process by tracking the data footprints across your systems. Well, that is some very cool and interesting technology, which for me is right at that razor's edge of digital transformation. But what, what are you seeing out there? When do things work? And what do companies do to make sure that things work properly? All right, well, the first thing, so, so you're exactly right. I mean, the, the, the first thing, I mean, if, if you want to change a tire while it's moving, you know, look to, uh, uh, look to car racing. Well, they know they would if they could, but they can't, right? So they do it as fast as they can, and they do it by having the right tools available and the right people um, at the right moment. Um, so that's a big part of it. But the other is um, that... Uh, you want to you want to create an environment in which that part of the change, right, that pit stop, right, um, is as limited and quick as possible, right. And you're not you're not loading too much on it. You're not trying to solve a million problems at once. And so, one of the things, for example, I often recommend, and it depends where a business is, you know, in their in in their journey and in in their digital transformation journey in particular, but. Um, one thing one of the things I often recommend is you know first start by automating these processes that need to be automated right because if you have mm -hmm. you know these business applications right you want to put in these end-to-end -end business applications that give the customer the transparency that you want them to have that they demand to have uh, and that gives you you know control uh, over the whole process and the appropriate governance and uh, put the right things in the right people's laps and make sure everything is validated. By the way, another advantage over paper, since you mentioned it before, um, just validation, right, just validation of data that's entered by your customers or, or by you or found out in the world, uh, that alone, you know, eliminates 
three quarters of, say, you know, a bank's implied process, which is dealing with NIGO, you know, not in good order paperwork. So, hmm. so you want to do that as soon as possible. Um, and you'll find if you do that, there are a couple of things you can do. Um, number one is, you know, things start working better, so you get the advantages right away. Two is, when you're doing that, use a platform, um, uh, either like a BPM platform, business process management platform is like typical for this, or sometimes they're called no-code, low-code platforms. Um, and you use those to, to uh, mirror your applications, right? To mirror your, your uh, excuse me, to mirror your paper processes uh, and turn them into, you know, kind of electronic, uh, electronic processes that are generally also uh, improved. Um, once you have that, when, when you're doing that, it also allows you to kind of set up an abstraction. It allows you to set up an abstraction between um, the data that you're using and the way that you access it, and the way that you um, uh, get a hold of it. So if my application pulls a piece of data, right, say customer ID, right? So I've, I've, I've automated this application and it uses customer ID or unit sold, some piece of data that it gets from somewhere in your company. Um, that application needs to work the same way on Monday after your big move to the cloud, right, as it did on the preceding Friday. You don't want to have to visit all your applications to make sure that they get all the new data, you know, all, all the pointers to the right data because now they've all changed. Um, right. So you're planning in advance. You know, you create, you create a new set of virtual data objects um, for the new environment. These are just an abstraction, right, an extra layer that allows you to decouple the data from its method of access. So when time comes, mm. you just replace the old virtual data objects with new ones, um, do some quick testing to verify, and there you are. None of the applications change. So you've taken development entirely off the critical path for your for your deployment. So so it is really mm. important, like when you're planning to, to plan for and include that abstraction type. Yeah, no, that's exactly right. That The key is to abstract away the technical complexity, and you want to have some kind of a tool, as Scott suggests, for managing business process as a tool that can integrate with your production systems, for example, to let you see. Because in the old days, you would hard code everything, right? Back in the mainframe days, you would hard code these applications to run the business. They were very sturdy, they would work, but changing them was very difficult. But now in this new age, you've got to be agile. And that's actually a good segue to bring in Charles Holive from a company called SciSense. Very interesting company focused on analytics. And uh, Charles, you guys are kind of in the catbird seat now to a certain extent because of Google buying Looker, right? So you're kind of the last man standing in terms of independent analytics pure play how does that uh, shape your perspective? And tell us how you are helping companies stay agile, Charles. Yeah, thanks, Eric. So I'm Charles, and uh, at SafeSense, I run the um, strategy consulting. And so the way I actually think about SafeSense, and you're right with the last standing, is uh, whatever is your data ecosystem, whatever is your customer ecosystem and where they are deployed, we can be for you that innovation factory. And, and when you talk about agility and why it is important to be agile when you create uh, or you're, you're trying to grow your business is because uh, you want to innovate. And innovation is different these days. Innovation is not, in my opinion, about uh, doing a market study for six months, spending budget, building one product, and hoping this is an amazing product. 
it actually has the, the opposite approach today, which is make it extremely easy to try something new. And that's where Cyclone shines really well. Just one data set, plus one screen, plus one notification. So you, you completely reduce the cost or even eliminate the cost to try something new. And through iteration, your surface value or you create incremental value. And so uh, our customers have been using us internally, externally to create an ecosystem of apps. And, uh, and many of them, I actually was one of them uh, with, uh, when I was at uh, GE Healthcare, and uh, are using us to create new business units or new product lines and launching data offerings and insights offerings and, uh, and monetize really that data. And so every time I get a chance to interact with our customers or to, to speak, it's try to explain that it's all about innovation and innovation comes from reducing the cost to try. Yeah, that's okay. a really interesting perspective. Yeah, sure, it makes complete sense to me. And it does require a shift in mindset, but the idea today is that thanks to the analytical technologies that we have, thanks to the fact that computational power is now inexpensive, relatively speaking, that storage is inexpensive, thanks to the maturation of methodologies around building new processes and designing new business models and so forth, the bottom line is that your creative folks should have the ability and should be given the capacity, be given the wherewithal to play around with ideas because it, until you start exploring new ideas, nothing's going to change and you have to be open to how significant that change might be and that's a cultural thing, right, Charles? Absolutely, and and we are lucky because we there's a rise of this role that kind of this uh, transformation in charge officer, which is quite often the chief data officer, whose role is very unique. Uh, I actually wrote about it recently, but the, the traditional CXO is going to look at one product or one service on revenue for it, or the other ones are going to be like a support function, like a CFO or something, that's going to bring expertise across the business line. The, the chief data officer or the chief transformation officer or innovation, whatever you, name you want to type them with, their job is very different. Their job is to drive revenue because all those new data offerings will generate revenue on top of cost efficiency or cost savings. Uh, but they also have to create that DNA or that help develop that new muscle within every company. So uh, figuring out who in your company understands business is uh, comfortable with tools and uh, able to create incremental value for customers, they are not the usual suspect. Uh, I remember in one of my roles, the, that person was a field engineer somewhere in Spain with a good relationship with the hospital. Uh, and so my job as a data officer was really just to empower that person among the hundreds of others to try something, get the data in, transform it, have a good discussion and unleash value that could help them do um, uh, better financial performance or, or whatever they are trying to achieve. And so mm -hmm. that's, that's what got me to not only fell in love but join the company Sightline because, again, huh. uh, the, this could be one of the platforms or one of the infrastructure to foster that process of innovation across our company. You know, you bring up a really good point here, and I'm glad you mentioned this because you're reminding me of one critical success factor going forward in this information economy, 
and that is traditional roles and responsibilities are changing, and in many cases, dramatically. And it's really important for an organization to look around and understand who on your team is that person, is the ideas person, who's the person who is good with the tools, to your point, Charles, and find a way to get yep. those people the right data and the right opportunity, and they will demonstrate the power of creativity. Right, Charles? Certainly. And, uh, and, and uh, like when we talk about something more recent, like data engineer or data teams, uh, or like the data business analyst, which is not really a data scientist, somebody with some business skills, those were jobs or roles that didn't matter or did not exist as much as today because uh, there was it was really hard to provide them the infrastructure and the markets were not mature enough as well because I think it's a mix of domain expertise, market and infrastructure always. Um, but, but today you see them as being the hero for this company. They are the ones that found out a way to create new value and that's just amazing to get them to finally shine within the company and sometimes also publicly. Uh, and, uh, and I'm really excited to, when I meet them, they are actually the best people in the company because they get it. They get your customer, they get your product, they get your services, and they are very comfortable with their user infrastructures and tools. And uh, they, they literally do magic. They put all of it together and, uh, and create value. Yeah, that's right. And, folks, the bottom line is that uh, it does take time for those folks to wrap their heads around things, right? So we keep hearing all this talk about AI taking away jobs. Please don't worry about that in general, folks. I promise you machine learning and artificial intelligence are going to tackle a lot of the really tedious stuff so we can do the fun things. We'll pick that up right after the break. Don't touch that dial, folks. You are listening to the longest-running show in the world on data, DM Radio. Aguazio is proud to be hosting MLOps NYC 19, a conference in New York City on September 24th, which will serve as a reality check for data science pipelines. Presentations will be about bringing data science into business applications by managing and automating machine learning pipelines through a wide range of related topics such as AI and business apps, ML model training at scale, Kubeflow, ML spec, ML flow, serverless and machine learning, and using GPUs to accelerate training. Some of the confirmed speakers include experts from Walmart, Bloomberg, Uber, Twitter, Netflix, Databricks, NVIDIA, and Jefferies. MLOps was created because Aguazio saw data scientists spending most of their time on infrastructure, management, and deployment instead of focusing on delivering better, more accurate, and more powerful solutions. Go to MLOpsNYC.com and use the code INSIDE underscore analysis for a 15% discount. Aguazio brings data science to life. Dehibo Tea Club's original pure Pauti Arco Super Tea comes from the only tree in the world that fungus does not grow on. So it naturally has antifungal, antiviral, antibacterial, anti-infection, anti-inflammation, and anti-parasite properties. But maybe more importantly, Dehibo Tea Club's original pure Pauti Arco Super Tea builds corpuscles in the blood which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen 
oxygen to develop and cancer happens to die in oxygen. The tea is great for healthy people and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. Tahibo Tea Club's original pure Pau Arco Super Tea is only $34.95 plus shipping. Order now at buysupertea.com or call 818-274-8270. That's buysupertea.com, 818-274-8270, buysupertea.com. What's old is new again, and technological advances aren't always better. We dive in, come sail away with me, next on Dan's Life. At Indeed, we understand that when it comes to hiring, it's important to have a large talent pool to choose from. But sometimes too many good options can be overwhelming. That's why Indeed doesn't just give you access to a large pool of job seekers. We also offer screener tools that let you instantly narrow down your search. Hone in on hiring with Indeed. Experience Indeed for yourself today and get a free sponsored job upgrade on your first posting at Indeed.com promo. Terms and conditions apply. A great radio show may sound like it's easy to make, but if you've ever tried, you know that's not the case. With the time spent engineering, producing, and archiving, you end up losing focus on what really matters, the content of your show. If you put your show on the Gab Radio Network, you'll be able to leave all those technical worries to our staff of highly trained engineers and producers. And all you need to do is have fun and put on a great show. Want to find out more? Send an email over to sales at gabradionetwork.com. That's sales at gabradionetwork.com. The U.S. Navy, in the wake of the 2017 crash between the USS John McCain and an oil tanker, the incident which resulted in the deaths of 10 sailors, will go back to an old mainstay of maritime navigational controls. It will remove the touchscreen instruments on all of their destroyers and instead install the old school wheel and throttle. A summary of a National Transportation Safety Board investigation on the accident determined that the configuration of the bridge and controls was too complicated. Newer and more technologically advanced doesn't always mean better. Would you feel safer in your car without the wheel if instead you got a video game controller? What about if you were given touchscreens to drive your rig? Not for me, friends. The old way is sometimes the better way. The wheel will do. This is. Welcome back to DM Radio. Here's your host, Eric Cavanaugh. All right, folks. Welcome back to DM Radio. We're talking all about the transformation of business. It's a very exciting time, folks, to be in technology or in consulting or even in large organizations and even mid-sized organizations as we transform and find new ways of doing the things that we've done for years it, I mean, honestly, you cannot overstate how significant that transformation can be and will be for most companies. In many cases, it involves going to the cloud. Not necessarily, but in all cases, it involves automation. And Charles, I'll bring you back in. We were talking in the break there about how you went from a client-side company to SciSense because you were so excited about yep. the power of the technology. And it's really fun to kind of have that aha moment, right? And I think SciSense, you even have like a light bulb uh, motif that you use that uh, helps people understand if yep, they're getting <laughs> close to the target or not, right? Uh, so tell us a bit about that, that whole transformation <laughs> process itself and how that gets rolling with companies. Yeah, and I just want to bounce on something you said right before the break, which was um, the way you're going to measure 
like be patient, you said. The way you're going to measure innovation, especially in the analytics world, has to be different. The metrics you put around those builders, if this is how you, we want to call them. So you're going to empower builders to create new things, but the expectation and the, let's say, the, uh, the quarterly cycles might not be the right way to foster that. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Innovation. And so what Tyson's inside the company and with our companies, our partners, our customers, that's how we, we try to work. We, we let them try things. We try for ourselves many things. We launch many initiatives. We try to learn from them. And then if they work, we continue double down the investment. If they don't, that's okay. We learn that they are not the right one, and we go to the next one. So the, the definition of an agile methodology, but not just for products, really for organization and businesses. Because um, the only way to know if something is good is to uh, put it out and get people to like it or to like it. And so the, the sales fast more than ever is, uh, is critical. And um, usually we give a window of like 60, 90 days to get to your first proof point. And, um, and, and that's how fast you can create value or <laughs> learn some things to, uh, to do something else. So um, very, um, I, I told you in the break, feel very privileged to be able to do that innovation at scale. I think right now I'm at like 35 new business units created or that I helped create, each of them in millions in revenue. And I, I just enjoy doing that. Uh, yeah, that's wonderful. And it, it is so much fun to, to be a part of the transformation, to start looking at the scenario, understanding what's going on, and then to move through the various steps of the process to, to making that all happen. And when it works out great, it works out really wonderfully well. And that's actually a good, uh, I think, segue to our guest, Greg Horton, out there waiting patiently in the wings from Time Extender. Greg, tell us a bit about um, your company and how you folks help on enabling agility. Yeah, uh, thank you. Um, uh-huh. So time, time Extender is all about making data available right, for, for analytics and art, artificial intelligence. And so when we talk about uh, transforming to digital, uh, what companies are finding is that they are generating huge amounts of data that they didn't have before. And 
it's critical for them to be able to do something with that data, to get it to get it in a place where they can get value from it. And Charles was talking about using data uh, leads to innovation. But the question is, how do you, if you have data in all these transactional systems and, and operational systems that are generating tons and tons of data, how do you how do you get it to the point where you can actually do some analysis on it and uh, get value out of that new data that's being created? Yeah, and that's not a not a small thing, right? So, how do you typically engage with with your clients? What are some of the more common use cases or pain points that come into play where you can step in and help solve some problems? Well, there's there's a couple areas where where companies are generating lots and lots of data right now, and so one is one is when they start getting involved in uh, IoT, and we haven't talked about Internet of Things yet, but if you uh, start uh, digitally enabling a manufacturing line, and that manufacturing line starts to generate lots and lots of data about its its operating parameters, uh, its output, um, and you begin to learn what optimal performance in that in that system. Uh, if you can analyze that data, you can you can respond to changes, you know, slight changes in the data in order to keep the performance of that that operating line um, optimized. Right? Uh, another example is people have so many sources of, of data. Let's say I want to uh, look at data about my customers. I, I may have data about my customers in five or six or seven or eight or even ten different systems, and somehow I need to bring all of that data into a single place and connect it, right, so that, that I know that this piece of data uh, is related to this other piece of data about the same customer. Uh, and, and once I can do that, then I can really start to extract value. Uh, but as long as that data remains separate, I'm, I'm missing an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's hard to do, right? I mean, there are lots of different ways to do that. So t- tell us a bit about Time Extender and what's the kernel of your technology and how does it get applied? Because it's time series stuff, right? So, well, it, it can it can handle time series stuff. Uh, I mean, really, the 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 key here is that in a, in a lot of organizations, the mechanism for for aggregating data and pulling it into a, play, a single place and getting it ready for uh, analysis is writing code, uh, and uh, to be quite honest, writing code is not very agile. Right? It, it takes a lot of time. It's uh, human resource intensive, and so we offer a tool set that allows uh, someone with uh, a lower, you know, not not they don't need to be a coder, uh, but they need to understand the data. They can uh, graphically build a model for what they want to extract and the format they want to put it in, they can interrelate data from different sources as they uh, extract it, and they can build a data model. Uh, and then our system writes all the code that then enables the uh, extraction of the data and that code, that we run that code on a regular basis to keep the analytics database uh, up to date. And so you can, you can wind up with analytics data that's just a few minutes behind your live uh, data. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Because real time is a big part of 
of agility these days, right? Especially for customer experience, that's one of the hot topics we keep hearing about. And to enable excellent customer experience, you need to have your customer service reps fueled with all the most recent data, like was this person just on the website? Did they have a bad experience there? Did they just call in? Were they just at a store? Actually orchestrating the movement of that kind of data is pretty darn complex stuff. And so what you're doing is trying to help organizations achieve that without having to hire a bunch of programmers and hack out a bunch of code, right? That's right. That's right. In fact, a, a common challenge in IT today is uh, the backlog of requests for data. And so there are people in the organization that know, you know, say I'm, I'm in marketing and, and I, I know that data is being captured about customers in some system. And so if I want to be able to do some analytics typically today, uh, I have to put in an IT request and I get assigned to someone and they have to do some research and, and, and IT departments are finding themselves overwhelmed by requests for data because the organization, you know, individuals within the organization and, and frequently the organization as a whole recognizes that if I'm going to innovate, right, I need to use this data that's available to me, and I want it now. And a, a backlog, if I have to wait three months before I can start getting a, a, a trickle of data or a stream of data to do some analysis, I, I may miss a market opportunity uh, because I had to wait. And so organizations are trying to find ways to, to automate uh, the process of getting data into the hands of the people who can use it as quickly as possible. Yeah, that's right. And getting it into the hands of the right people is the key. And this kind of gets back, and maybe we can dive into this during our roundtable discussion, to the whole conversation around layers of abstraction and information architecture. Because if you have a good, solid, well-thought-out information architecture, then you can enable things like self-service data provisioning. If you don't have that, that's when IT gets hammered with all these requests for data, right? That, that's correct. And... and you know, there there are certainly various um, use cases for data, right? If I'm a if I'm a data scientist, I I don't want you to to do too much with the data. I would prefer to access it in a raw in a raw form, right? And I'll I'll do some of my own data manipulation, and I want to sort of play with the data in order to see if I can see patterns before I start, say, trying to write a machine learning model or something like that. On the other hand. If I'm a business analyst or, you know, a user in, a, in some sort of functional department, then I want data that I can rely on. I want to know, I, I want to get it presented to me in a way where I can sort of explore, but I know, I have confidence that the data is correct, that it's, um, you know, time-stamped right, that, it's, that customer records are matched correctly, uh, and, and that the data is accurate and up-to-date so that when I perform my analysis, uh, I have confidence in the result, and, and if I if I publish this thing, this correctly to my entire organization, people doing the same kind of analysis in different places all come up with the same answer. And, and one of the real struggles organizations frequently have is because three different people requested the same data, and maybe the IT, different IT people got the assignment. They got different data sets to answer the same question, and their answers to the question are different. And, and that, that's right. a real struggle for organizations. Well, and that's extremely common. I think that people in the data world know that. 
But the problem, of course, is that getting down to the nitty-gritty of figuring out how it is that one person got one number and another person got a number, a different number, that's a difficult thing to do. We, I've kind of hinted at some of the newer technologies out there for dynamically being able to ascertain the flow of data, to see which reports are hitting which data sets and where, what those transformations are. There's some really fun, interesting stuff happening, but that's kind of the bleeding edge and the reality on the ground is that many of those reports were written a year or two years ago or three years ago, and there's a tremendous amount of redundancy, to your point, across that whole landscape. So being able to get that strategic view is really important for all kinds of reasons, right? Yes, that's that's correct. You know, and and typically IT doesn't see it as their job to document the data that they you ask for data, you must know what it is. I'm just gonna, I'm going to give it to you, right? And so documenting documenting the source and how I I merge different records as an IT person, right? Give, giving you the data as fast as I can. I I I don't have time for that. And so, you know, tools, as you said, tools are emerging. That that's one of the things that we do is we as we help people. Uh, define what the data movement looks like and connect to their data sources, and and we we allow them to build this data architecture that you were talking about up through models that can be discovered. Um, the user is presented with an opportunity to to actually look at a piece of data within the within a model and say where did this data come from, and we can be, we can provide the entire data lineage, you know, all the way back. Back to the source system, and that's what people are starting to look for, uh, so that they can say, "Are we are we actually working from uh, the same thing?" And and as a business user, I might actually say, "You know, I know what I said, but that must not be what I meant because this piece of data isn't actually the <laughs> one I was I was hoping to get." Interesting. That's a good one, right? I didn't mean that. It's a semantics issue, right? <laughs> but at the end of the day, and and I yeah. do think some of these mandates are coming down the pike to. Uh, to kind of force some more focused conversations around these things, right? Like CCPA, California um, Consumer Privacy Act, that's going to affect a lot of companies that need to take a hard look at their processes, at their data, and their reporting in particular, such that they know what's going on and they can defend what is happening to an auditor if one comes knocking around their door, right? That is that is absolutely correct, and and so being able to document. You know where data came from. You know how you're securing it um, is is critical to being able to to sort of address those compliance issues. And and I, you know, it's already occurring in Europe. GDPR is, um, you know, the law in in the European Union countries, and uh, it is it has some very significant restrictions on how you can use data uh, and how you must protect uh, data. And we're beginning to see that. Uh, arrive in the U.S. You mentioned the California law that, that that's under development, and I think we'll see a bunch of states follow uh, follow suit once California has established a sort of a baseline for the country. Yeah, and that's going to be a big deal, folks. So uh, even if you're not from California, even if you don't have any EU citizens in your customer profile and your databases and so forth, it pays to pay attention to these rules and where things are going. So, folks, it, it's time to take a hard look at your information processes, at your flows, what's running your business, what you're reporting. Data governance. At least start a data governance committee in your organization, if nothing else. So folks, don't touch that dial. 
You're listening to the longest-running show in the world on data. We'll be right back. You're listening to DM Radio. Farmers Insurance presents 60 Seconds of Service. From combat to cooking contests, story after this. Farmers Insurance is proud to support military members and their families and thanks them for their service and sacrifice. We are farmers. Bum, ba, da, bum, 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 bum. Brett Barker, a 12-year veteran tank commander with the U.S. Army and a first-time cooking competitor, astounded the judges at the annual Champions for Charity Challenge in Gilroy, California. This year's challenge pitted teams of local heroes against each other in a three-round cook-off preparing and presenting an appetizer, entree, and dessert from mystery basket ingredients unveiled at the start of each round. Barker clinched the win with a creative dessert, a polenta pancake with berries, cream cheese, apricot garlic cinnamon hot sauce, and earned a $3,000 donation to the Gary Sinise Foundation, a charity that helps veterans and their As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Families. Underwritten by Farmers Truck Fire Insurance Exchanges and Affiliates. Products not available in every state. Are you occasionally stressed? Feeling fatigued? It doesn't have to be this way. Support your body's response to all kinds of stress. Promote energy levels and nurture a sense of well-being with Quantum Nutrition Lab's stress support, B12, and adrenal support. For a limited time, all three are on special. Buy two bottles and get the third one free. Call 888-588-7578. That's 888-588-7578. Or visit us online at qnlabs.com. That's qnlabs.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Bob Marshall, PhD, host of Healthline. Tune in to get your questions answered and hear the latest breakthrough information for you and your family. Our product line, Quantum Nutrition Labs, delivers what others only promise, nutrition that really works. This is Dr. Mitch Gibson from The Mitch and Kathy Show. Have you ever wondered why you can't talk to people about certain things? Every day we go through life holding back on what we really want to talk about. Yes, there's a lot of talk shows that give you a chance to air your opinions about politics, race relations, and a host of other topics that you're supposed to be thinking about. Well, what about those other areas that you hold back on, such as that ghost you saw when you were a kid, Those times when you travel outside your body, that UFO you can't talk about, that you saw in your backyard, those strange people that appear and disappear around you, and you know you're not crazy. On the Mitch and Kathy Show, we give you a chance to talk about stuff like that, things that you hide from the world. In this way, we consider ourselves a guilty pleasure. 
Visit themitchandkathyshow.com for more information or go to gabradionetwork.com. Welcome back to DM Radio. Here's your host, Eric Cavanaugh. All right, folks. Back here on DM Radio once again. And we're talking all about digital transformation. I'd like to bring in my friend Charles Holive from SciSense. Again, a very, very interesting company that focuses on innovation in the information age. And so what does that entail? Well, it entails using data to come up with new ideas, new ways to get the job done in your business. And there are so many different ways that you can change how you operate an organization these days. The cloud is a big factor. Analytics, though, I think really is the key. Analytics is like the spearhead, if you will, of that weapon of, of innovation in the organization. And uh, Charles, I think one of the keys you actually brought up is to keep an open mind about who in your organization is the person who can kind of think outside the box, get creative, and come up with some new interesting ideas for how things get done. And then you have to give that person the, the wherewithal and the time and the space to do that and to maybe fail a couple times too. Right, Charles? Yeah. The, uh, I think the, the leaders of tomorrow are, are being born right now, and they, and they are different. There are people that can combine being good with technology, you know, digital native, being good with business, so the, the new way of doing business, which you, you don't sell a product or a service, but you sell a return on investment. You, you, a company don't buy tools and services, they buy return on investment and outcomes. And so I think analytics, as you just said, is uh, just amazing uh, because it's one of the very few things that allow you to quantify the outcomes you can get from something. And so... As you said, Tyson's trying to be that uh, one of those ecosystems for uh, innovation or being an innovation factory. I also liked when Greg was talking about earlier, uh, you have sitting on a bunch of data, but if you don't make them available, then what's the point? So it's kind of you have a, a hidden asset or a gold mine with no door to go and go for it. And so, so I think like platforms like Tyson and, and, and some of the players would allow you to expose that data, but the persona you expose it to is also very important. It is not the CFO that you've had for 10 years, or maybe this one is innovative. It's those people that have ideas of doing things differently, um, and uh, and they might not be the one you thought about before. And when I, um, uh, we call them the builders, I think. Like empower those builders, those people that are going to create something new, these raw materials, which is data, Use whatever tools you give them, hopefully say and create value for your company and your customers. So, well, um, and you know, it's just you, fascinating you to be another, there. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You brought up another really, really good point here. So I'd like to dive close. into this. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No, just one question on that is, uh, I, I think the CDO, the Chief Digital Officer, Chief Data Officer, because of what he needs to know is a strong candidate to be the next CEO because uh, it really has that data as a glue across the business unit and the ability to transform it. And so it has to have a comprehensive uh, understanding of the company, the market, and its customers. So I, I bet for CDOs, not just CFOs and CROs, to become CEOs in the future. 
Yeah, I think you're right about that. And, you know, you bring up a really, really good point, uh, Charles, that I'd love Sorry, I'm getting some static on my equipment here. But I'd like to dive into something kind of interesting, which is that business should be all about the outcomes, right? And, Charles, you come from the healthcare industry where that's the most important thing ever, right, is the outcome. How well does the patient do? Does the patient survive? Does the patient get better? But that should be the case for all businesses and for every consumer service, every B2B service, every product that's out there. The bottom line is that you want to be focused on the outcomes. And I think that I keep hearing this more and more, and I'm very excited about that because I think if people remember that the, the whole point of the business is to achieve the desired outcome, the point of the business is not to follow the protocol, right? The protocol is what needs to change if you're going to have digital transformation. So very quickly, Charles, I'd love for you to comment on that on the importance of keeping the outcome in mind and realizing that how we get there, that's what's going to change. Right, Charles? Yeah, and it makes everything easier. So you were talking about healthcare. So healthcare has got like three categories of outcome, financial, operational, and clinical. Okay? And, and if you manage to put whatever is your initiative, innovation or digital transformation, towards one of those outcomes or all of them, then everything else, getting the right data, getting the right tools, getting the budget, the investments, all of that is much easier to get because you have an explicit uh, return on that investment that you can share with your customer, your market, your investors, your employees. And so I I actually teach outcome selling a lot internally and externally because I I agree with you. I I don't want to sell products and features anymore. I want to sell outcomes. And uh, (laughs) and that's where we should go. That's wonderful. And I'll throw it over to Scott's uh, mentor. We were musing in the break a minute ago about the effect or the impact on employees and and uh, FTEs, as they're called, full-time employees. Well, a lot of that is definitely going to be changing, but you're still going to need the experts in a particular field to manage, let's say, the cloud-based solution. But let's just take HR as an example, right? You can automate so many processes these days for employee onboarding that used to be very manual, time-intensive processes. Well, now you can automate that stuff, especially if it's in the cloud. And one of the beautiful things about the cloud, and I just love this about cloud computing, is that issues like capturing metadata are just baked into the process. So you can see, I mean, obviously the technology has to be designed well, but it's obvious who logged in at what time, what they changed, what they touched, what they did. All that stuff is in there. It's all in the data. So now with this new cloud-native mindset, if you will, it's going to be a lot easier to track what happened, to unwind what happened, but also to automate things. And I'm very bullish on how this is going to affect mostly the morale of the worker because it's true that you may see head counts go down. That's a a fancy way of saying people getting laid off. (laughs) But you are going to see workers have a lot greater morale because they won't be doing the tedious, boring work as much anymore. They'll be doing more of the interesting work. But Scott Mentor from BP Logic, what do you think about that? Well, speaking to your last point, ah, uh, but will they? But, but, but let, me, let me swing around. Let me swing around and get there. Um, the uh, uh, you know we talked we've talked a lot in, in this show and, and generally, of course, about data and 
the importance of being able to find it, being able to interpret it, and so on. But it also, it turns out that most of the decisions made minute to minute today in, in uh, certainly a digital company um, aren't made by people at all, right? They're made by systems. You know, something, if you apply for a credit card, unless you're some kind of borderline case, um, you're just getting a, a risk evaluation from from maybe some machine learning stuff and some other things, uh, and it's deciding whether or not you get the card. Uh, not so much, you know, not so much necessarily a credit officer or somebody like that. Um, and that's certainly true for, you know, lots of customer interactions. I mean, how often, you know, when Amazon tells me what I might like to buy next, it's not like somebody's back there who's, you know, chief of Scott Mentor Marketing and figures out what it is I'd like next. So all of that data is, is incredibly valuable. Knowing where it is, knowing how to get at it is valuable, but it's not just for the purpose of creating reports. It's for the purpose of making your business run and making it run, you know, automatically, right? Like you said, like, you know, digitally from beginning to end. Um, when that happens, okay, and, you know, I'm part of this business. This, this, is, this is where I make my, where I make my living and, and, I, and I love this business. We, we do have to ask ourselves, you know, going forward, what are we doing? Are we displacing people? Well, you know, almost certainly. Because, again, if we're making decisions, uh, then people aren't needed for those decisions anymore, and people aren't needed to execute them either um, in many cases. Like, you, uh, uh, fulfillment is done by robots and, and so on. Like, there's a billion examples. Um, so what's going to happen to those people? And, and, and it's a real issue. You hear people draw... You hear people draw parallels with the Industrial Revolution, um, but it's worse than the Industrial Revolution because those people who had to leave their agricultural agricultural jobs could go into the city and find unskilled jobs so they could at least eat, right, and then work their way back up into the middle class. Um, in in the digital future, I'm not sure there's an equivalent of that. You know, there are people who are obviously going to be needed to create the machines, you know, create the uh, software and everything else. Um, the question is, how many do we really need to do that, and what are we going to do with the rest of us? So, so, and, and that includes knowledge workers. Like if programmers, for example, today think they're safe, I don't. Um, if, you know, all kinds of knowledge workers. So, so uh, just a long way of saying, yeah, maybe there'll be jobs for those people, but we really have to think hard about whether or not there will be, and if there's not, what are we going to do about that? For example, machine learning would be that you're going to get an hour of your day back or you're going to get two hours of your day back or something along those lines. 30-second um, response, Charles Halib, I'll throw it over to you. 30 seconds, what do you think about getting more time or laying people off? Which is better? I think, uh, I think analytics has created more jobs than data in the past uh, 10 years than any other industry. So... Yeah, there's a transformation like there's been before, but I, on my side, especially being in the Silicon Valley, I see many more jobs being created than jobs being eliminated. Yeah. I think I think you're right about that. I think this is a whole new world that we're living in. It is going to take some time to kind of understand where those jobs are. But things like data engineers, things like social media experts and marketers and so forth, this is all net new stuff. Well, folks. Uh, we love talking to you. Talk to us, info at dmradio.biz. You're listening to DM Radio. This 
Why are you listening to this radio station? Why? When you can host your own radio show. You're listening and you think you can do better? You have a message or a product you want everyone to know about. Host your own radio show. Team up with the area's best radio professionals and let them make you sound like you should be on NBC. KCAA NBC Radio, that is. KCAA produces more than 50 local programs each week on subjects ranging from business and sports to political talk, vegan diets, or even marijuana-related issues. We don't just broadcast on the radio. We broadcast to the world, online, on TV, on social media, on Facebook. You'll be all over. Imagine what your friends will say. And KCAA reaches over 5 million people on three radio stations. Join the staff on 1050 AM, 102.3 FM, and 106.5 FM. NBC Radio. Jump on the KCAA Express. Call 909-793-1065. That's 909-793-1065. And get ready to transmit. KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, K292 FQ. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.